Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. And today I am going to do something a little bit different. This was inspired because we were in a a meeting a couple weeks ago and our very own Trent, Coach Trent Valentine, uh, he saw my book actually on the bookshelf in our conference room and he had no idea that I wrote a book. And so I thought, you know what? Maybe there's a lot of people out there that had have no idea that I actually wrote a book. So I figured, you know what would be a great thing to do is to read the book on the podcast. If you're like me, um, I don't really pick up a lot of books and read them. I actually listen to all of my books. We're going to cover the whole book over probably the next, uh, I'm going to say like three episodes. Um, Hopefully you're going to love it and get something from it. Um, Hope you enjoy. Over the wall. My daily eating habits when I was young were probably worse than yours when you totally pig out. I said that quote from me. Over the wall. I grew up beside a brick wall that stretched as far and as high as I could possibly see. No huge deal. Everything necessary to life. Sodas, pizza, family was on my side of the wall, so I ignored it. Then, about the time I became a teenager, I noticed a loose brick. I pushed it. When it tumbled to the other side, leaving a brick-sized hole in the wall, I peered through and saw an amazing world over there. All the guys in that world looked like my TV idols, A.C. Slater and Sylvester Stallone. No love handles, no beer bellies, not an ounce of fat anywhere. On my side of the wall, just about everyone I knew could be called lovingly chunky or flabby. Pulling off my t-shirt, I peered down at a thin layer of fat where all the Stallone types sported taut skin and hard muscle. Line up a few hard body guys from the other side of the wall and the Fightin' Tech Saggy band could play a drum cadence on their abs. Curious, I thumped my own abs making a squishy, splatty sound. Not particularly drum-like. Once again, I peered through the wall at those firm, healthy bodies, wondering if anyone from Flabbyville ever made it to the other side. And if so, how? Then I stuffed my t-shirt in the hole and headed for Taco Bell. A brick thumped me on the head. Not literally, of course, but that's how it felt. I was 18 now, and out of high school. I played football for seven years, and that was finished too, and I'd gained about 20 pounds since the end of season. But I was used to working out daily for the team. I could get used to working out again. Used to it? Yes. Like it? No. I dreaded working out. I was the slowest runner on the football team. Running a lap had me groaning, grumbling, and usually slacking off. But I'd been accepted to Texas A&M and I wanted to look great when I went off to college. So I hit the gym with passion. The results spurred me to keep going. I was stronger. My breathing didn't give out after a few laps around the track. In my freshman year at a I got a job at the rec center and became a rec rat, working out anytime I wasn't working or at school. So why didn't I appear fit? Why did I still have a layer of fat that made my body look round and soft? Thunk! Maybe I wasn't eating the way fit people eat. Once I started working a nutrition plan along with my physical workout, my body responded. 
My metabolism shifted from sluggish to spirited. My energy powered up nonstop. Parts of me that were once fat turned to lean, hard muscle. Within three months, I was over the wall. Real change takes real commitment. Why had I been eating so unhealthy? Easy, because I love to eat and because it tasted so good. It was also very convenient. A three minute stop at Burger King got me a quick, easy, fast meal. Every time, pretty cheap too. Then, since my taste buds were tuned to salty and greasy with a soda chaser, even on those nights when I splurged for dinner at a good restaurant, what did I want? Salt and grease with a sugar chaser. Sure, it might be dressed up like a healthy meal from the Chinese buffet, when you pile your plate with General Tao's chicken, pepper steak, fried rice, and egg rolls, topping it off with free ice cream and a fortune cookie, what do you have? Salt, grease, and sugar. I was feeding my taste buds, not my body. For a few weeks, it took a strong mental commitment to stick with the healthy eating plan I'd devised for myself. The problem was never about being hungry. My new eating plan required five meals a day, rather than three and I always experienced a feeling of fullness after a meal. The challenge came in creatively planning my day so that I had the right food on hand when mealtimes arrived. After 18 years of grabbing whatever sounded good at the moment and stuffing it into my face, the discipline was taxing. I had to spend more time at the grocery store and less time at the snack machines. I had to thoroughly read the menus at restaurants and sometimes ask for off-the-menu items. I had to learn a whole new way of thinking about food as fuel. The change in how good I felt encouraged me, and amazingly, it didn't take as long as I expected to redirect my taste preferences. I still love to eat, but I began to develop a taste for healthy foods. Now, when I think back to those earlier days, I realize how much damage I was doing to myself and my metabolism. Metabolism needs encouragement to work hard. Seeing and feeling the changes I wanted from my body was extremely important. Even so, there were times when I resented the additional effort that exercise and healthy eating required from me. I also resented being the odd one out and the one who passed on chips and queso at a Mexican restaurant in favor of dry chicken fajitas, the one who declined the cake and ice cream at a birthday party and munched on a piece of fruit. Maybe it was silly to feel embarrassed about trying to improve myself, but I did at times. This was especially true early on. Before my friends and family started noticing the positive changes in my body, what they saw was a perfectly healthy Aggie student who had turned health freak. They couldn't see the adjustments that had already taken place, my increased energy, lung capacity, and strength. Metabolism is invisible, yet it regulates so much of what's going on in our bodies. After 18 years of treating it poorly and feeding it junk, I was finally giving my metabolism the fuel it needed for high performance and it was revving up to repay me for all my newly acquired discipline. But change takes time and even the best dedication sometimes slips. At one point, I had such a craving for my old lifestyle and my old eating habits that I ditched my preferred food list to have lunch with a friend. Immediately afterward, I felt guilty. What was I doing? The eating plan had been working, yet I tossed it aside for a double cheeseburger with fries. Fine, I'd blown it, 
Might as well go for the blizzard, right? The guiltier I felt, the more junk I ate. 3,000 calories in two and a half hours. The next day, I felt achy and sluggish. My metabolism was insulted. Fortunately, a few good workouts and a few healthy meals turned it all around again. The wall is tall, wide, and solid from either side. What I learned that day was a lesson I want to pass along to everybody at any age who wants a fit, healthy body. The lesson is this. Jumping the wall from being out of shape and overweight into a new world of vitality and fitness takes some effort. But once you're over the wall, mentally as well as physically, the living is easier and a lot more fun than you might expect. And the wall doesn't crumble the first time you slip up. After a few months of a healthy lifestyle, you'd have to do some serious long-term binging to bounce back over the wall. After a few years, you'd have to give up healthy living completely and for a long, long time to get back on the other side where you began. My passion for experiencing overall health has grown each day since I made the commitment to start feeling better about myself. There was a time when I couldn't run around the block. Now, I run three times a week. Did I learn to love running? Not particularly, but it feels great to know that I'm able to run without dropping to the ground exhausted afterward. What I really love is the sense of accomplishment. So far, I've completed two half marathons. My goal now, and remember, I am not much of a runner, is to complete a full 26.2 mile marathon. I never pictured myself as a runner, and the odds of running a marathon just a few years ago were about the same as winning the lottery. Just last Sunday, I ran 16 miles as training for the marathon, and I know that by January, I can make the full 26.2 miles. And not in the text here, but I actually did complete that marathon. Uh, it was the Houston. Do I love running now? Absolutely not. But I love the feeling of being fit. I never want to go back to that person with squishy abs who pigged out on 10 tacos at a time and felt completely out of shape. From the moment I jumped the wall, my physical change was truly amazing. Seeing that progress encouraged me toward even better eating habits, which in turn spiraled into an even stronger, healthier physique, emotional equilibrium, better sleep habits, and excellent mental acuity. Now, after only a few years, there's no going back to Flabbyville. It would be as hard for me to jump back over the wall as it was to get here. You can jump the wall into fitness anytime you're ready. While I was still a student at Texas A&M, my personal experience with fitness led me to want to help motivate and inspire others to be healthier, more fit, and happier with their bodies. So while still going to school, I started working as a personal trainer. After graduating with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology, I continued training clients using the acquired knowledge along with the personal experiences I had gained while improving my own health and fitness. My program worked for my clients as it had worked for me, and word spread quickly. Within a month after starting my business, Train With Charlie, I was receiving so many calls from people who were interested in my personal training services that I had to create a team of trainers to assist me. 
I love working with my team to help people live healthier lives. Now I look around, whether in the grocery store, the movie theater, or at my friend's wedding last March, and I still notice so many people who could be a lot happier with how they look and feel. I can't turn on the TV without seeing a commercial for weight loss products. How can I reach more people with the information that can change their lives? My answer was to write this book. If you're not at your ideal weight, or if you can look down and see flab where a flat stomach should be, then reading this book may just be the boost you need to jump the wall into better health and a stronger body. Yes, you can be fit. My seven easy fitness strategies will enable you to take your life back. I'm ready to help, and there's never been a better time to get started than right now. Never let the fear of striking out get in your way. Babe Ruth. Chapter 1. The $60,000 Hour A one-hour workout can positively and dramatically change the course of your 24-hour day. Charlie Lima. The $60,000 Hour The San Francisco terrain is hilly, touring the city, or just going for a quick shopping trip can be a pretty good workout especially for visitors who aren't used to the various inclines. When Dina flew to San Francisco to visit her son, who was a good friend of mine in college, she had no idea that the cab drive from the airport would be the last time she felt good about herself during the entire trip. Every place they went was an effort for her. Walking uphill, downhill, she wanted to see it all, enjoy everything the town had to offer with her son. Every morning she would study the tour map, and pick out what seemed like an easy afternoon excursion only to end up huffing, puffing, and miserable. After Dina returned from her trip, she signed up for our training program. At 58, her first benchmark goal was to experience San Francisco again, but without the physical hardship. Did that happen? Of course it did. Dina was committed to the training. She lost 30 pounds and 16% body fat in three months. She increased her strength and her stamina tremendously. On her next visit to San Francisco, she went to all the places she'd missed before, sightseeing, shopping, carrying packages without getting tired at all. She was able to truly enjoy much more of San Francisco and spend more quality time with her son. Then, shortly afterward, Dina received an unexpected bonus from her fitness training. After she collapsed at work and was rushed to the hospital, the doctor told her that the exercise program she'd completed four months earlier had saved her life. Because of that physical training and a healthy diet, the doctors could treat her heart with medicine. Expect big returns from your investment. Because of that physical training and a healthy diet, the doctors could treat her heart problem with medicine. Expect big returns from your fitness investment. For me, a day is not complete until I've worked out. If, for some reason, I don't get to exercise, my whole day is thrown off. I'm edgy, stressed, easily distracted. After my workout, though, the day turns around. I feel focused again, confident, and ready to face challenges. I understand that not everyone feels this same level of enthusiasm. But I also know that everyone, upon finishing a workout, feels a deep sense of satisfaction and accomplishment. 
That feeling is our number one payoff. Like a slot machine that just keeps pouring out quarters, our one-hour workout pays off immediately and keeps paying off all day long. You can attribute some of that payoff to the endorphin rush, also known as runner's high, which floods your brain with a sensation of well-being, but that's just one part. Another part comes from simply knowing that you've done something really good for your body. Humans weren't meant to be sedentary. Until the invention of machines, we spent much of each day standing, bending, walking, working, and moving merely to eat, further our own existence. While the world has changed to give us more freedom from physical exertion, our bodies still crave that movement. This isn't news to anyone. We all know that exercise is necessary for physical health, and some of us do get plenty of on-the-job exercise. Usually, though, any exercise we get at work is repetitive motion, stressing the same muscle groups over and over while ignoring other muscle groups completely. A well-designed fitness program exercises every muscle in your body at prescribed intervals and at measured levels of exertion. Within a few sessions, you'll feel your body responding with increased energy and stamina, better flexibility, mobility, and strength. Within a few weeks, you'll notice an improvement in your weight and posture. Your clothes fit better. You enjoy your favorite physical activities more. You sleep better, possess greater mental clarity, and probably have a stronger sex drive. Before you know it, the physical improvements begin to enhance your mental and emotional states. You have higher self-esteem and more confidence, which leads to an overall better quality of life. With every one-hour investment in fitness training, you'll release all the stress and nervous tension that builds up during your day. Life can be stressful for all of us. If you're committed to an exercise routine, your nagging boss or that traffic jam won't annoy you as much. When you're challenging your body physically, only one thought is going through your mind. I need to complete this set, this mile, or this exercise. For that one hour, you're doing a good thing. You're investing in you, and you'll feel good about it. Pay yourself in gold. Do you ever berate yourself after eating something you know isn't healthy? The double fudge cake tastes yummy, but as soon as you finish that last bite, you think, why did I eat that? If I keep it up, I'll need bigger clothes. Why don't I have any self-discipline? I'm such a loser, except when it comes to losing weight. Every negative thought chips away at your confidence and self-esteem. I'm going to repeat that. Every negative thought chips away at your confidence and self-esteem. But have you ever noticed how you pat yourself on the back after completing a workout? Mentally, you give yourself a gold star for that time you spent weight training in the gym or running around the block. You feel good about yourself for the rest of the day. Meanwhile, the physical workout has increased your energy level and possibly released some endorphins, which make you feel even better. And that payoff will often last until your next workout, two or three days later, when you give yourself another gold star, building more confidence and more self-esteem. I'm not saying everybody needs to work out for an hour every day. For me, a daily workout is optimal. For you, it might be two or three times a week. And weight training isn't the only way to go. You might prefer to take a brisk walk or a bike ride. Your investment will pay bigger dividends when you combine aerobic exercise or cardio and strength training. 
but any exercise will produce a gold star payoff in mental and physical well-being. Would you take $1,000 a minute? I ask people that question occasionally. If I paid you $1,000 for every minute you work out, would you do it? You can imagine their answers. Sure, sign me up for an hour, two hours, eight hours a day. Money is a terrific motivator. But how can we be so motivated by money, yet not be motivated by the true reward that exercise can give? For a moment, think about how much it's worth to wake up every morning feeling the best you've ever felt, confident, strong, excited about your day, able to tackle any challenge and succeed at any project your occupation or business might entail, to be flexible and mobile enough to compete actively in your favorite sport or physical endeavor, whether hiking through a national park, biking your neighborhood streets, playing tag with your kids, or building a garden wall, to feel a deep satisfaction and relaxation at night that allows you to interact with your family and friends, fall asleep easily, and awake completely rested. What's the value of all this positive change? I admit that it's hard to put a value to self-confidence or greater mobility, but when you consider that fitness could increase your personal power, enhance your relationships, and boost your earning potential, can you see the dollar signs adding up? I have a friend who is very successful, not only financially, but in many ways. He has a great personality. He was an excellent student, and he's very smart, but he's also overweight and out of shape. And that's what stands out in his mind. That one weakness overpowers all the great things about him, undermining his confidence and self-esteem. By investing a single hour a day, he could, in less time than he probably imagines, have a fit and healthy body, which would pay off in every other area of his life, business, family, wealth, fun. I won't pay you $60 for every hour you work out, but I can guarantee that the time and energy you invest in fitness training will make you richer in more ways than you can stuff in your wallet. Like Dina, you might even get a bonus when you ace your next medical exam. You can hedge your fitness investment seven ways. In January, every fitness center in the country experiences a flood of signups. People see the scale tipping the wrong way or their clothes not fitting as well as they'd like and they resolve to turn it all around. By May, most of those new signups have dropped out. Change doesn't come easy for most of us. We gain extra pounds and flab because of our lifestyle and our habits. Habits are hard to break, but habits can be redirected. To ensure that my clients will hang in to see their investment payoff, I introduce them to my seven easy fitness strategies. We'll cover the first strategy in our next chapter. When the pain of remaining the same is greater than the pain of changing, you will change. Bill Hall. Chapter 2. Cheetah, Turtle, Giraffe. What's your lifestyle? Limits exist only in the mind. Whatever you think you can do, you can. Charlie Lima. Young, healthy, moderately active individuals believe themselves to be indestructible. They can work or study all day, play late into the night, and do it all over again the next day. When we feel strong and fit, we generally don't give a thought to the changes going on in our bodies. But studies show that we lose a tenth of a pound of muscle every year just through the aging process. When Pat was a young athlete, he gave very little thought to fitness 
because working out was already a part of his daily routine. At age 35, he was still in pretty good shape, even though he no longer worked out regularly. His excellent metabolism burned any extra calories he might take in, and he stayed active enough in his daily life to maintain his physical appearance. Mostly, he focused on work and family. After age 40, Pat began noticing changes. He didn't have the energy or muscle tone he once had. He was carrying a few extra pounds. But that's what getting older was all about, right? Anyway, he was too busy to have a midlife makeover. So he ignored his physical condition for the next 15 or 20 years. When he finally decided it was time for a change, Pat was past 60 and feeling every year of it. With the average life expectancy being 78 and many people living well into their 90s, Pat was looking at perhaps a third of his life yet to live. Great! But if he was already feeling old at just past 60, how was his body going to support him for another 20 plus years? When he came to me three years ago, I showed him how to implement new habits that would gradually turn it all around. Now he starts his day with a great breakfast and walks a mile every morning to get the newspaper. He looks better because he has regained and maintained muscle tone he would otherwise be losing. And because he's giving his body the nutrition it needs, Pat feels stronger and has energy for the things he loves to do. The brain reigns. Mentally commit to what you really want. People often say, I want to get in better shape. But very few people mentally commit to what they say they want. This is true of countless goals, like starting a business or learning a new skill. How many times did I say, I want to write a book, before I actually sat down and did it? Dozens of times. But I had to mentally commit to doing what it takes before I could make it happen. So, what is my number one strategy for ensuring that your fitness and nutrition program will pay off big? It's simple. Easy fitness strategy number one. Mentally commit to the healthy body you really want and schedule fitness into your lifestyle. This may sound way too mundane when you were expecting me to say something extremely profound. But more often than I can count, I've seen this one simple step make the difference between success and failure. You have to become your own motivational coach. When you hire a professional fitness trainer, that trainer will be with you only an hour, a day, or two, or three, or maybe five days a week. Keep in mind that there are 168 hours in a week. If you spend five hours with your trainer, you're spending 163 hours on your own. What happens the first time you feel like canceling your training session? Maybe you stayed up too late the night before. And when the alarm goes off, you want to hit the snooze button, turn over and sleep another hour. Forget the workout, you can catch up later. Your coach won't be sitting on your shoulder saying, come on, you can do it. But when you mentally commit to what you want to make happen, you'll be there for that training session and the next and the next. You'll show up not only physically, but mentally and emotionally ready. You'll even work out a little on the off days, walking or biking maybe, if that's what you and your trainer have agreed and you'll get significant results. Can you make an honest, gutsy analysis of how you typically handle life? If what you plan to do is out of whack with your natural style of doing things, 
you may be sabotaging your fitness program before you even start. Not everyone is a morning person. Not everyone jumps into new experiences with both feet. There's no getting around the fact that you'll be changing a number of habits. It takes change to affect change. But the more you can shape your nutrition and fitness routines to your preferred lifestyle, the better you'll feel about the changes that must take place for the program to work. To make an honest self-analysis, it often helps to break completely free of how you usually think about yourself. In grade school, you probably played the game. If you were an animal, what would you be? Take a minute now to read about three animals that represent different ways of engaging life and determine which of these sounds more like you. A cheetah is a sprinter. When they decide they want something, it may take a while to determine the best way to get it. But once a cheetah is committed, it springs into action, full speed ahead, focused, fast, and fully committed. Yet once that first burst of energy is spent, they may lose interest. A cheetah has to be prepared for the quick burnout. If you're a cheetah, accustomed to sprinting into action, grabbing the prize and dropping out of the game, plan for how you will hang in there for the long run. Mentally commit to overcoming your tendency to ditch your training the first time your interest lags and your momentum starts to drag. A turtle quietly carries on. When a pet store sells a turtle barely as big as a child's palm, they rarely mention that the turtle could eventually grow to 150 pounds. That growth takes many years, and the turtle has probably long since escaped into the nearest pond. Like turtles, a lot of people find themselves slowly gaining weight as they reach maturity, which is about the same time their lifestyle begins to slow down. Creeping weight gain doesn't stop on its own. You have to commit to stopping and reversing it. If it took 10 years to gain the spare tire around your waist, you cannot expect to drop that weight miraculously in a week. No matter how many TV commercials tell you, the latest discovery can melt away your stubborn fat. Fortunately, turtles have the ability to set long-term fitness goals and keep working steadily toward them, knowing that every day, every workout, takes them one step closer to having the healthy body and lifestyle they want. A turtle's biggest struggle is preventing the workout from becoming so repetitive that it's no longer challenging your body to burn energy and build muscle. A giraffe is a strider. They can move very fast when necessary, but prefer to go through life in an order, orderly fashion. Giraffes see their world in broader scope and are willing to take detours to prevent future danger, to curtail certain lifestyle habits that might lead to health problems later. A giraffe will have no difficulty, including exercise, as an integral part of their life. Training sessions, sports, and other physical activities make up a sizable part of their day, and they often feel grumpy when forced to sit still for a while. The danger a giraffe might face is in overtraining, taking on too much, too fast, or embracing every new health craze that gets airtime on Oprah. Focus should be a giraffe's fitness mantra. Talk is easy. Commitment gets results. You know what you want. You've talked about getting in better shape, and you've thought about how you might wrap a fitness program around your lifestyle. Now it's time to take a big gulp of air and mentally commit to what you say you really want. Everybody has a different way of coaching themselves to do what they must do. Some people visualize the end result, then visualize taking all the steps to get there. 
When the time comes, they've already rehearsed it in their minds, what they want to do, and doing it is easy. Other people make lists, and whatever is on the list gets done. They pencil in training sessions or lunch on their calendar with a specific time and a place for every workout. They don't forget, and nothing accidentally gets scheduled in that spot because that time slot is already taken. And because it's on the calendar, they eat at a specified time and show up for their workouts. Still, others need a buddy system. They choose a workout partner or two or three to help them stay committed. Every day, they check in with one another to make sure everybody's hanging strong with the plan. When anyone lags behind, wanting to skip the workout or stop at Ben and Jerry's afterward, the other team members are right there to say, come on, we're committed, we can do this. Or, hey, let's grab a protein shake instead. The remarkable thing about being mentally committed to affecting the change you want to make is that every element of that change then becomes easier to deal with. Once you're committed, for example, to showing up at every workout, no excuses allowed. It's amazing how quickly you fold that hour into your schedule, how smoothly the hour passes, and how spectacular you feel afterward. Being mentally committed is a critical strategy for accomplishing anything you want in life. That's why I made it strategy number one for reclaiming your fitness and health. In our next chapter, we'll discuss a strategy that guarantees a higher payoff on your training investment. If you can imagine it, you can achieve it. If you can dream it, you can become it. William Arthur Ward. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.